Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. <laughs> Hello, girlies. Hello, girlies and ladies. Here for your smart and stylish commentary. Wait, wait, I said it, I fucking did it wrong. Smart, smart and stylish pop culture commentary. Our new tagline. We should bring back the introduction. I can't believe we did that for so long. It's so cute. It's so nice. Let's do it again. Smart and stylish pop culture from Isabel Truman. And- what was what what was our thing? What was our thing? Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> Everyone else, do you know what's really? But we fully did one. We were no, like, no, hello, and <laughs> <laughs> that's what most podcasts do, though. <laughs> Imratas is really funny. I haven't listened to her. Her podcast. Oh. <laughs> we talked about it last week. I'm sorry. Her <laughs> <A> podcast. <laughs> I feel. Imrata says, it's me, Emily Radikowski, aka Imrata. Yes. <laughs> Which is So funny. the smart and stylish pop culture commentary is courtesy of Apple. And according to a lot of screenshots we've been sent, we've been on the Apple podcast homepage in both Australia and New Zealand for Massive. like a week. It's huge. Our big old faces. I fucking hate that photo now, obviously. Already. We, we shouldn't have, we were tossing up doing no photo of ourselves because yeah, you're always going to hate a past photo of yourself, but I'm glad we did. Too vain for that. We're too vain to say no. We're too sexy to be We're too gorgeous to cover only. these faces up for the mic. <laughs> I wonder how many new listeners we got. We don't deep dives in our analytics as often as we should yes but the one of the reasons apple is putting us on their homepage is because we actually just set up this uh subscription model with them where you can get our patreon episodes straight through the podcast app so if you are 
technologically challenged and don't know how to use Patreon, um, you can now subscribe directly through Apple, which I'm pretty sure we spoke about like two years ago before we launched Patreon saying we wished we, inv- we, we, could, we invented technology <laughs> yet again. We strike just again. Just call us Steve Jobs and Elizabeth Holmes. Yes. It, yeah. It basically just simplifies it. So instead of having to like go into the Patreon app, it's just there for you like another episode. So it's a very good system. But I still would <laughs> suggest Patreon because... It's like a little community where you can uh, talk about the episodes afterwards, etc. Yeah. You but there's just two do, options. Yeah, there's there's two options. I was going to say do both, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Double pay us. D- do both. <laughs> do both. <laughs> Why don't you just do both? Yeah, we've had a big uptick. Are you checking out? I'm checking our stats. I'm crunching the numbers. Wow. I know. Wow. Hello, new listeners. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Where have you been? Uh, okay, well, we need to actually start by speaking about some personal matters this week. Firstly, yeah. I literally can't see Grace, even though she's sitting across the table from me because I'm blind in both eyes. Long-time listeners will know. Long-time listeners know. Izzy's eyesight is a recurring issue. Yeah. Um, and it has flared up again. Ahead of the move, I think. It's kind of been pigeon- like bookended by... London? <laughs> yeah, your London experience on either side has been has triggered some eye activity. Yes. And so. it was once like a stressful, bad situation, and now it's like a stressful, nice situation. Yeah. So my – well, basically what happened was it flared up. Everyone who's listened for a while will know with the big breakup and then the um, ensuing Great Depression <laughs> and global pandemic – um, all rolled into one. I was on a march with Greta Thunberg and couldn't see and had to like get back to the UK where I was seen by a very hot doctor who I think we actually talked about on the pod because I looked like so feral. My eye was like red and pussy and pouring with the stuff and I, and I was like crying and I'd forced my ex-boyfriend to come to the emergency ward with me and then just wanted him to leave and it was just all stressful and then this hot doctor was there's like no worse time for a doctor to be hot I know Ugh. doctors being hot anyways is they shouldn't be allowed nice. to because yeah. you, you're so vulnerable I had a hot physio once yeah that was too it was just a lot i got a massage by a man when i was away last and it made me feel really weird (laughs) i got got uncomfortable and sexual and i was like yes when i was on a work trip i was like 22 i was a child and i was went to sri lanka for work and this like really really hot man took me for a one-on-one massage in like his yoga studio and i was like i literally feel like we're having an affair right now it was so crazy that's how i felt i felt so awkward and weird when i got off the massage table yeah did you feel guilty yeah i know i wanted to to run out of the room halfway through or tell him to stop but anyway back to this so this hot doc this gorgeous nhs doctor turns out misdiagnosed me three years ago a himbo so for the to get those qualifications he slept his way to the top so for the past three years i have been struggling with this very sore eye flare up and i just went to see this amazing woman today who i was just telling grace was like so chaotic and manic and just crazy and the best ever she was like my husband's famous google him and i was like googling him and she's finally sorted me out uh, which is great but apparently i i mean it's it's crazy because it is due to stress the body keeps the score Mm. very perfect case study of this it's due to stress and it's apparently my immune system something's fucked with it and my eye just goes mental but she's now put me on these antibiotics which she also was like it'll also clear your skin so win-win we love 
<laughs> it's hot. It's really hard. I think I when I saw you, I was just like, "Are you okay?" Because I just know. I know. I was almost crying. It's really emotional. Just having to go to the doctors is really like beyond the GP. Having any health issue is so emotionally draining and exhausting. And then it's scary. And then eye stuff. I just think anyone prodding around your eyes, just you feel a bit like violated. Yeah, you just feel so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to order a chai latte at the <laughs> hospital cafe, and the woman. Like, I don't know what was going on, but she just, she could not understand. So the woman at the till understood what was going on. And then the barista woman kept turning around and asking me all these numerous questions. Like, do I want a mocha? And I was like, no. Who, who orders a mocha? A mocha's are delicious. Come on. Okay. So to good. me, mocha is like the chow of <laughs> the coffee world. Chow, chow. Like, I'm like, who? Do you drink mockers? No. But I would love to. <laughs> I don't because I'm like this person is like have one. It's, like, like, a, a it's a little treat. Yeah, it's a yeah. Hot chocolate and coffee is mm. so delicious. But no, I just don't think to. Someone got a, someone got a mocha who I was with a few weeks ago. Actually, it's very, everyone who orders mockers is always very embarrassed of themselves when they're doing it though. Yeah, it's a bit. I, if someone like confidently and assertively orders a mocha, that's like the biggest alpha energy in the yeah. world. Yeah, they're they're like a bit of an embarrassing, but cute drink but anyways that's not what i was trying to get and she didn't understand what was happening and i almost started crying in the cafe and then just then when you arrived because seeing you was like seeing like a family you know when you like see your mom and Mm -hmm. you just start crying yes when i opened the door to grace before i was like i'm gonna start sobbing have a little cry on mic it's been a while (laughs) it's been a minute i don't think i've cried since like my traumatic breakup but i'll cry over my eye yeah i was thinking to share another trauma. So <laughs> yes. I was like, I'm going to cry talking. I'm going to, I had such a big cry yesterday that I was like, I literally won't be able to record the podcast without crying. Cause I just felt so emotional all day and I'm over it. Tell me. But basically I haven't given a mouse update because I'm, yes. I'm just too close to the pain, too close to the fury. People keep sending us mouse TikToks thinking we're still in like fun, jovial, <laughs> Um, talking about the mouse as being the third AWD co-host, we are far past that girl's no more mouse content. No more mouse jokes. It is not a joke. <laughs> this is no laughing matter. This is a serious issue. But For new new listeners <laughs> who we've just discovered. I had a, a mouse, like a visiting mouse, and we thought it was like a cute, yeah, a cute little AWD host. We we're making jokes about making him a little cheese platter, and I, I hated him but just dealt with him because I thought he was a single little boy mm-hmm. that came out now and again. And then – Recently, I'm sorry to say it, girlies, but I had to call the exterminator because he was just coming out too often. We tried to leave humane traps. And you did have that like psychotic break where you were. I was like, had wired up the house with security cameras (laughs) to try and find him. Yeah. And one morning I just woke up and he was like running around the living room. And I was like, you've had the, you've ruled the roost of this house for too long, mouse. It's time to go. And this gorgeous exterminator called Rod came out and he said, it's not one mouse. It's many, many mice and the building is infested. <laughs> I actually feel sick saying this. I know. I feel like people will think I'm like a dirty person. No. That's how I feel. I no. feel shame. <laughs> no. It's also just like anyone who lives in New York has this. Yes. Anyone who lives in a city like London, mm-hmm. especially on the ground floor. It's, no, it's obviously nothing to do with you. It's the house. It's a horrible, horrible house. It's Because it's as in like not just your house. There's like yeah. four four stories above and there's one below. So it's like. They're all, they would have all been there long before you guys moved in. Yes. 
So the thing that like bothered me, so the guy was basically like, to get this fixed, you're going to have to have your whole kitchen refitted. I think you should just leave. So we found a new place really quickly. But what, and then we've moved into this new place. And as we joked about last week, there's like a a recurring singer. (laughs) I feel sorry for him. Basically, I had this. This is so funny. (laughs) We had this, I moved in to this new place, thought it was going to be like the dream home. There was a guy upstairs singing like extremely loudly over and over and over again and like really earnestly. And he was doing it so often that I started yelling up, please shut up, please shut up. (laughs) I was like having another mental breakdown. I'm literally going to be like hospitalized if one one other thing happens to me. I was like, shut up, please shut up, please, please, please shut up. That's why I'm yelling upstairs instead of just knocking on his door. And you were like banging. Yeah, I was like banging. I was like banging the doors. I was was like, who's that lunatic that's just moved in? (laughs) Anyway. I was like, I'm just going to toughen up and be a grown up and went up. With your dad? With my dad. He was like, just go up. And I was like, I need you to come with me. I was like, what if he's a murderer, singing murderer? And this like gorgeous girl answers the door. And I was like, hello, I've just moved in downstairs. I just want you to know, like, I can hear all the singing. Like the soundproofing is really, really bad. While we get it fixed, can you stop singing? Actually, sorry, her boy, the boyfriend opened the door and he looked, he had the face of a guilty man. Mm -hmm. He had the face of a man with a guilty conscience and a song in his heart. And he... (laughs) And he like scuttled off and was like, this isn't my house. And she was like, this is my place. She was like, no one sings here. She was like, I've never heard anyone singing. I've lived here for like four years. And she was being like, you must have the wrong house. She was like, maybe it's the house across the, like, the way, maybe it's thing. And I had like thoroughly investigated. Obviously, it you know. Definitely. Like above Directly you. above us. And then so we left and I was like, what is, what has happened? This is so weird. Are they like weird people that are lying about singing? I have the recordings. I know it's real. And then it clicked that I think he's singing Home Alone while he's, he's like a new relationship. Yes. And he's singing Home Alone while his girlfriend's out or at work and just singing his little heart out. And then and he was so embarrassed. Him. So, yeah. So Grace is like saying someone is singing, someone is singing and he's in, he's there. And I was like, and it's loud and it's over and over and over and it's constant and it's all the time. And he was behind her like yeah. listening. Could you see his face? He like scuttled away, but I could feel his shame. Yeah, you could obviously hear. <laughs> That's so hilarious and then you said to me that you then realized that the singing starts at like 9.05 in the morning yes after she would have just left for work just left for work so he's like a house carries husband. on till 4 59 p.m and then abruptly stops that's what it felt like that's so funny home. and then it has and now singing it's, com- it's stopped. completely stopped since we went out it's so jarred i feel bad for him what's he doing though she what you should have done I want to like airdrop it to her. The recording. <laughs> she would have gotten the it so bad. So bad. She kind of deserves to know. I feel like she she must know now. I feel like once you guys left, surely she would have just said, that's kind of crazy. Do you ever sing? But he would have denied it for sure. He would have. I, yeah, because I was like, it's either two things. One, she turned to him and he like laughed and was like, oh my God, I'm so, and made a joke about it. But I, I didn't get that vibe from him. Yeah, because the singing is really bad, like embarrassing vibe. It's it's, and I, th- I think it's like Christian rock, I think, from the stuff he was singing on the weekend. And I think he does it with <laughs> headphones in because I was like screaming up at him to stop, to stop. <laughs> and he was, he didn't even stop to like hear me scream. Yeah. You know how normally even yeah, if you yeah, ignored yeah. it, you'd be like, "What is that?" Yeah, he just kept going and going and going and going. Loud, like headphones in and blasting singing. That's so funny. 
do you sing at home? No. I have caught myself talking out loud to myself before. I, I mean, I just, I like, as you know, talk to the cats. <laughs> Like nonstop. Do you? Yeah, Aww. all the time. Like constantly. I'm just like, what are we doing? Where are we going? That's like, what's nice about an animal is it like makes you not seem weird for talking to yourself. Yeah. I talk to him all the time. I never, I never sing. I mean, unless there's music on and I'm singing along maybe to like Beyonce cozy. <laughs> Yeah, like, like today in The more. Crown, it was Diana playing a Janet Jackson song. And then I was, like, in the kitchen. And I was, like, da, da. I don't remember how it goes. But I was singing. And then I was, like, well, practice what you preach, Grace. Shut yes, the fuck the, up. The girl upstairs is, like, <laughs> she's the me. singer. <laughs> she's singing. I'm the singer. <laughs> oh, it's so insane. But anyway, I just feel like we're just now going through this nightmare thing with our landlord about getting the place, place soundproof because we can hear everything. Like, if they sneeze, we can hear them. If they've turned the TV on, we can hear what the characters are saying. It's just wild. And we're just locked and loaded in this crazy ass contract that we can't get out of. And we just have no rights. And I just think that I just, I know the world is set up and capitalism is set up. So rich people protect their wealth and keep growing it. But it's just so, so, so crazy to me that like you can live in a house that's literally full of vermin and your only way to get out of it is to, for you to leave and go somewhere else and pay more money. And then you go into somewhere else and you just have no, like, it's just, yeah, I just think the whole system is nuts. Also, what was so fucked about what's like the most perfect example of this is you guys going to your landlord about the mice yeah, and being like, you need to fix this. This is a problem. Like it's actually, un- it's really, really bad for your health, for our health to be living here. It's like having black mold in the house or yes. something and going yeah. to them and being like, this is dangerous for our health. You need to fix this. Mm-hmm. And them just being like, well, we're not going to. So you yes. can either stay here or leave. Yeah. And then a new tenant is going to come in and be living in that situation. And you guys couldn't have couldn't have warned the new tenant because otherwise you wouldn't have been able to get out of your fucking lease. Like, it's crazy. The whole thing is so nuts. And we actually found out that the, the girl who replaced us in our place is paying 70 pounds a week more than we were paying. And he she moved in the day after he moved out. So for him not, like, fixing a vermin problem in his property – he is rewarded with more rent yeah. and he didn't go one day without rent being paid. That's crazy. Like one day. And he just so didn't unfair. fix the problem. And the agents know it. Like, it's just a horrible... Yeah, and they all know and no one's saying anything. No one cares. And that she's going to complain the exact same way that probably the last four tenants in the place that we were in before. And this is the thing where we like laughed and joked about the mouse for so long. And even that, I just felt like like a stupid and like a bad adult. No, no. So I was like, those are the kind this. of things that you like we're so kind of nice and affable and then people just fuck you over and then you end up feeling like violated by the yeah. system yeah but also no one knows us i need to start getting on like we need to get on tiktok and be like mouse yes um, what is the thing like when you're when you like catches re- no when you like reveal the, the whistleblowers yeah mouse whistleblowers <laughs> because all these girls on tiktok are literally feeding their mice plates of blue cheese and I cheddar know. and like <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I, I sent you that one, but this girl put out all, all these these housemates put out all this um, different cheese to feed their mouths, and the exterminator literally said it's not if there's one there's like ten. Yeah, there's there's heaps. He so, said that mice live for like, and do you know what the craziest thing Rod, my hero and savior mm-hmm. and husband, told me? This episode's dedicated to Rod. We love you, Rod. We, we literally need to get him on. He's like a gorgeous, gorgeous exterminator. <laughs> <laughs> We should. We should he's have a, him on the He's Patreon. a girly. Yeah, we need to give him some merch. He basically was like, 
A, mice live for like 11 months. So he was like, they're just, if you've had a mouse for more than a year, it's multiple mice. Mm -hmm. And secondly, he basically, I was like, we just, I just, I said, I just wanted to catch the mouse and release it. (laughs) And he said, you could catch this, a mouse in here and drive two and a half miles, which is like five Ks and dump it. And it will get back to your house that night. Oh my God. How clever. They're so smart. Yeah. He said, they're super smart. Yeah. So yeah. So everyone on TikTok feeding mice everyone who has mice in the house a, a warning and yeah i don't know what the warning is with the tenancy well, stuff beyond just be that. very thorough be because vigilant. everyone will just try to fuck you and the only person advocating for you is you well, yeah because then you guys were like are you to the new landlord so the mm. old landlord is like getting more money for having a mouse problem mm-hmm. and then to the new landlord um they were like so can you please are you please gonna sound we just need an answer if you're gonna soundproof the house or not and he was just like well no obviously not no and it's just like, well, yeah. so now you guys have to pay pay for that pay for his house. Our own house like his house it's crazy his house yeah i know it's like so wild i just have to quickly say as well because it was so funny when it happened when we met for breakfast at panzers and you were running late mm. and you were like i've had the worst morning and i was like trust me i've had the worst morning yes. and i woke up and izzy gets a stress eye i get a stress ear I woke up, there was a pool of blood on my pillow because my ear was bleeding. And then I went into the bathroom to pee and there was a dead mouse in the shower. Yeah. And that's what my life's been like lately. <laughs> I know. It's not all... Um, I just looked up and it's saw not it and I was Swinton. like... <laughs> it's not all Tilda Swinton cover stories. you don't see on Instagram. <laughs> I put up a picture of the dead mouse. One of those like, really long captions. <laughs> Instagram is and fake. I swiped to the audio of the guy singing. Oh my god! I just put up photos of my blind eye. Yeah, photo of me right now. Grace was like, "Your pupils are so dilated; it looks crazy." And I was like, "Oh my god!" I just went to the supermarket. From like my to your like, yes. yeah. What you don't you're the see. optometrist. Um, I know. And then the other fucked thing. Sorry to keep talking about it, but the other fucked thing about like the system mm. is that when I went through the NHS. Yeah, I went to the emergency room for 10 hours or like eight hours felt like four years because my ex-boyfriend came with me. And then yeah. after hour two, I was like, I'd rather be dead than be doing this with you. <laughs> and then um, then got sent to Moorfield, sat there for another four hours, like in so much pain, get seen mm. by this doctor, get misdiagnosed, spend three years dealing with this thing, thinking it's something completely different that I can't fix. And then had to pay for a private doctor two hundred and twenty pounds for five minutes, mm. and she fixed me. And had to obviously then pay for all the medication as well above that. So it's like three hundred pounds in like five minutes, completely fixed though. And I'm just and I was just like, imagine if you just can't afford to do this. Yes, this it's- is in the UK. I've realised. I don't know. We're just very lucky in Australia and New Zealand. I think the the like wealth gap disparity of if you have money or don't over here is just so much wider than it is back home. Yeah. It's like, like you said, you can get in to any doctor, see any specialist, do move house, do it. Like you can do anything if you have money and mm. if you don't, it's just hard and stressful and like exacerbates the problems. Yeah. I just can't believe that like doing it the, the, the public way. Mm-hmm. Was like just yeah, just like misdiagnosed, and then three years later, you're like then having to like find out. I don't know. It's just it's just yeah, it's just a fucked system. So yeah, there's no middle. Then you stay in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, literally, literally, (laughs) this godforsaken fucking island. Stay in the paradise of those places. 
Yeah, it is paradise. Okay, on to speaking of wealth and inequality, I think I, I've just done so much like changed perception on the monarchy since the queen died. You've just been very instrumental in that. Zach's been very instrumental. And just watching the crown, I just, I'm like, just disgusted by yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like, I was, yeah, I mean, what is it? Because it's like, I'm still excited to watch it, but I guess it's just because it feels like drama. And I guess we feel that connection to Princess Diana. I think that's like the only reason I wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. And when I saw how old she was at the start of episode one, I was like, no, <laughs> the, boys are, the boys are like ripe and ready for their mom to die. Like they're like, oh, old. I know. Um, ripe and ready. Coffin <laughs> um, <laughs> bearing boys. Oh my God. But don't. I know. I mean, I same. It's like, I never used to think that deeply about it. And then with the queen dying and everything, I was just like, this is actually so insane. It just feels so, yeah. But they're all just on these yachts and living in, and she's asked, so this is the crown season two has just come out. Season five. Sorry, season five. (laughs) Season two. Season five has just come out, which I'm sure everyone knows. And it's a new cast, new era set in the 90s. And the opening episode is basically about how Britain's going through a recession and the queen is trying to force the government to pay for her yacht to get like reupholstered. She's like, I don't pounds. Yeah. And she's like, I don't ask for much. I was like, fuck, fuck off. You live in a fucking palace. Mm. You have like that million dollars worth of stolen blood diamonds pay for your own yacht to get fixed. Yes. Sicko. Yeah. And because also the, the prime minister, who is the prime minister? I don't even know. I think it's John Major. Right. So he was like, you know, who's playing him? No, that's Angie's love of her life. Oh my God. Johnny. Yes. That's Johnny. Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller. Wow. In a bad wig. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We need to get to that. But he was saying that he was just like, (laughs) the queen was asking this and he was just like, okay, so England's in a recession. Everyone's watching where money goes. And Margaret Thatcher just left you guys in the best financial position you've ever been in. (laughs) So can you not maybe just consider paying for your own super yachts repairs me to my landlord (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah on to the casting Mm -hmm. just obviously there's an elephant in the room and that is that dominic west is like incredibly sexy so hot he's so hot he's so naughty it's yeah so was this uh, so the new casting elizabeth debicki amazing australian actress as diana she's doing a great job so far I'm yes. a good like four episodes in. I really binged it today. Are you? I'm um, on the hot spot. Yeah, Dominic West is Charles, Imelda Staunton from Harry Potter as the Queen, and Jonathan Price, who's like a great old English actor, as Prince Philip. They're kind of the main new ones. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like Charles propaganda that Dominic West is him. I know. He's so like strapping and sexy and like smart and wants to modernize the monarchy and it's a big leap from the Charles they were portraying in season whatever when he was this little nerdy boy in Scotland getting bullied by everyone yeah and Josh O'Connor like he is such a great actor and he made him out to just be like a bit of a not a creep but a bit of a I don't know a bit spineless a little bit like jealous and yeah yeah it's it's funny. The Queen dies. Dominic West comes out mm. as this strapping Prince Charles who should take over the country. And, yeah, I mean, I was upset. I'm upset with myself for finding him so attractive because he's a bad, bad man. Um, if anyone has forgotten, he was scootering around Rome with Lily James when he was married and then him and his wife 
put a little note on twigs outside of their palace <laughs> saying that they were still together, which is my favorite news story of whenever that happened. The same. And there's that architectural digest because his wife is like the baroness of something and yes. they live in a literal castle. Um, and they didn't arc digest. They didn't arc digest. Oh, that's right. And he's being a weird, like, he's just really gross in it. Yeah. He's very like talking about cheating on her and stuff. Well, uh, and, yeah, he was talking, yeah. he was talking about it in this offhand way. Kind of like, prince philip's doing in the crown he was saying things about like loving beautiful women and all this weird stuff yes yes oh, yeah icky vibes um yeah elizabeth Debicki, love her she's got the voice just perfect the voice is perfect she's she's less convincing so far to me as being like an embodiment of diana in the way emma corrin i don't think anyone mm-hmm. will ever feel as much like diana as emma corrin I agree. And also I think what people said about it's just easier for the younger actresses because we just have more distance from them. Like, you know, how everyone loved like Claire Foy and Vanessa Kirby. Mm. Um, And someone said at the time it's because like no one remembers. I know people remember Princess Diana when she's younger, but we just. But not so much. We don't, we didn't really know. It's not like we knew Princess. (laughs) We? I was like three. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like we knew Princess Diana when she was 17, 18 meeting Charles, really. Yeah. So I think it was easier to just, but, but I also agree. Emma Corrin was like nuts in some scenes, how much she like had her down. Yeah. Elizabeth Debicki is also like very tall. She's like six foot three or something. And I think you feel in there's some scenes where you really feel her height in a way that you don't normally associate with Diana, which I think is maybe pulling a little bit Mm. out of the fantasy maybe. Yeah, maybe she's like acting very, very well though. It's not, it's not to say she's not doing a really good job there's just been so much diana yeah stuff recently Kristen, kissed Kristen. <laughs> um what else wait i wrote notes what are my notes i feel like my notes are basically about dominic west being hot would you bus him if you would you would you bus um okay <laughs> i feel like i've already asked you this question about bussing dominic west would you bus dominic west if you met him in a bar eight years ago, <laughs> Pro- yeah, probably. What about today? Probably. I don't. I if don't you know if I actually with... would, but I definitely find him hot. Yeah. I think what's really interesting about this season, which I also wait. Can I just say, you know how Tina Brown in her book Vanity Fair Diaries, she's always said that like Charles in that era had like a real something something when you met him like he was really hot in person mm. but it didn't translate on thing but he was like sexy in real life i don't know if i believe it yeah I can kind of see it charles telling diana off for wanting to go shopping i know i was like shut up charles and the boys were sticking up for her that's really cute yeah. i think it's been it's been nice the way the crown has portrayed their relationship i feel like that was that is so spot on the way those three were like a little trio yeah it's interesting to me and what i didn't really realize about the time is that people were getting really which is what the whole first few episodes are about people were getting a little bit bored of queen elizabeth which is like fucking society hates women getting older it's just the truth everyone was starting to find her boring and charles was really trying to gear up for her to abdicate early and put him in as like the face of the new modern royal royal family in britain and it was under like people were for it, but then it got undermined by his messy divorce, the, the Princess Diana book, and then the tampon stuff, and then the separation. 
What was the tampon stuff? The tampon stuff is that he's cool with Camilla. That's the episode I just watched. Oh, oh my god! god. Up to you know the story? No. Oh my god! It's oh, maybe like, I do. I can't remember. It makes me feel this is the why tampons. I, I feel like they knew that the queen, Queenie, was going to go because this does. It feels like spin for Charles to get you on side with Charles this season. Tell me the tampon stuff. So he. People had, sus- like, had suspected or it had been like an open secret that he was having an affair with Camilla, but the media had never come out about it. And then he was on the phone to her in – I can't remember when it was. It was sometime in the 90s. I think him and Princess Diana had like separated, but they hadn't got divorced and weren't planning to get divorced. And then um, he was on the phone to Camilla, and they were just having like a little flirty convo, and he they were just being really gross and started sex-talking. And she, he said, I wish I could just be, like, around you all the time. I wish mm-hmm. I could be your knickers. She said, I wish you could be my knickers or something so you could always be, like, around. What is this? And then he was like, I know it's crazy because the whole they do the whole transcript in the episode of their conversation. And then she's like. Is someone just recording this? So they're just talking. He says, oh, like, it would just be my luck to be a tampon to be your like or I could be your tampon so I'd be like walking around in your vagina all day so sexy and then he said that I'd be just my luck to come back in the next life as like a packet of tampons it's so random um but a random guy was like fiddling with a radio thing an amateur apparently this was a thing where guys would try and tee up to like pilots radios or police radios to see if they could hear anything interesting and they somehow got Charles and Camilla's phone call. Stop. That's a, that's a suspicious cover story from the horrible, horrible tabloids. Yeah. Either way, it came out and they published it. And, like, everyone found it so funny at the time. But, and, like, it's really funny because it's just showing Prince Philip, like, yelling at Charles about it <laughs> and being so <laughs> But I'm like, that is what – a, like, what a hideous thing to do to release that. That's just like no, that's pu- funny. It's, it's hilarious, but I'm just like it's just public humiliation on such yeah, a I mean, massive I feel bad scale. For her, but like, for her, it's just like the whole thing is just so horrible mm-hmm. and cringy. Yeah, it was like Fergie getting her toes sucked and then that tampon <laughs> thing that happened in like a one year period. The Queen's just like, what is wrong with you, feral people? Literally, that's what I feel. I think Do you know <laughs> Prince Andrew was to come. <laughs> Yeah, it's they're like a weird, kooky, strange, bizarre. <laughs> Literally, I was like, "What is yes. wrong with these people?" I was like, "Most people, most just normal people, don't do this stuff." No, so <laughs> and they're I, meant to be like the higher echelons of society. Why are they so random? I wonder if the queen would have ever considered actually stepping aside if it wasn't for she probably would have if he'd just had a happy mm. marriage with Diana. That's what they're kind of insinuating is that he just – it's like a Shakespearean tragedy. Like he really wanted to be like a young reigning monarch who had all of these ideas and all of his ideas I think were right about like – which he's now been doing, slimming down the royal family, not making taxpayers pay as much money for to support people's lifestyles. He's never been into like partying, glamour, expensive stuff. Like he, that's just not who he is. And I think that would have been – a really great image for them but what he never understood was he always saw diana's popularity as like a threat whereas if he had harnessed it and supported it he could have gotten exactly what he wanted mm. which is to be a really really popular young king 
Like yeah. The queen probably would have been like, amazing. Like, I trust you. We're in good hands. Everyone loves you. It's a good time. I wonder what he would have wanted. I mean, I feel like it's obvious what he wanted more, which is quite romantic. It's so that there's a bit in this season where princess Anne is talking to him and she's like, it's really cringy, but you guys sound like two teenagers in love. It's so cute. Yeah. I was like, that is cute. They're still in love now. I know, but I mean, what's more romantic than being kept apart by yes. a royal family and just having to sneak around? That's so true. Yeah, it's very sexy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So we've both watched. Have you watched it? I have. (laughs) I watched it yesterday. The Selena Gomez documentary, My Mind and Me. What did you think? Really liked it as far as feels like the most genuinely raw, candid, like actually giving you a look at someone of these celebrity propaganda documentaries that we've all been forced to watch. Yeah. I didn't realize it was directed by the, or did did you already say this to me? Directed by the guy who did the Madonna film, Truth or Dear. No, I didn't know that. Alec Kishishin or something. Mm. Um which is like, which you told me, and which The Guardian also wrote, is widely considered to be like the gold standard for the genre of celebrity documentaries. Mm. So yeah, her, I thought, I yeah, I really liked it too. I thought that sometimes it got a bit, it went a bit too deep or too long on some some parts that were just a little bit boring. Like I liked seeing her, her in her hometown, walking around with her cousin, yeah. when she just kept visiting every neighbor. I was like, that's enough. That's so true. And she yeah. just visited some and random girl she went to high school with. And the yeah. girl was like, well, it's good to see you. And she was like, yep, you too. Bye. <laughs> I was like, you guys are just padding out the running time. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Or when she went to her high school, with it was it's all very sweet. And I think it does... I think it does just add to like her, who she is as a person. I think the documentary really got across that. She just comes across as being like the sweetest, most earnest mm-hmm. pea brain in the entire world. <laughs> she's gen- she's genuinely like queen pea brain. Yes. 
It just and and the way even the way the documentary had her journal entries yeah. on the page, I was like, this needs to stop. But it's really cute. It's so cute. It. I think she is. There are just people. I just think all the actually. I haven't seen Billie Eilish's, but with like Gaga, Taylor Swift, J Lo, all those ones, they have felt very clearly like people who are amazing top of their game like Beyonce top of their game performers who were giving this kind of faux vulnerable look at them which is part of their like whole product (laughs) suite of products like and I do think they're being genuine within it I can't even remember I feel like JLo's wasn't even was JLo's even vulnerable at all I can't remember no No, not at all it was just like yeah it was just showing her being amazing I think Beyonce's is the same Yes. Um, I, Taylor Swift's kind – it kind of like just shows – Yeah, it yeah. shows her struggling with the, like, politics thing. Katy Perry's, I remember being very good, but I was, like, very young because it showed her marriage actual marriage breakdown. Break <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck. Go, Katy. But this one – yeah, whereas Selena Gomez is just a celebrity who you just – she feels like she shouldn't be a celebrity yeah. in the sense that, like, she is just not cut out. Which is why I think she's like the most popular person in the world or whatever she is. Because I think there is something so like genuinely vulnerable and sensitive and sweet about her where she doesn't get, she doesn't understand the system she's in in the way all those other performers do. Where they're like, I get it. I know what this world is. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm killing the game. Or she, she, I think she does and she chooses actively to not engage in it because she said when she turned, I thought it was really, I thought the first part that was really honest in a way that I was like surprised by was when she said she was saying well I don't yeah and she, I mean she's growing up in a completely different way as well like her mum had her when she was 16 and still mm. at high school they had no money so her dad her parents were both teenagers she's estranged from her dad she she then like got her first job age five randomly yeah. on Barney <laughs> um, and then she said that she had to leave school and obviously start working and working and working and being homeschooled. And then she said when she turned like 16 or whatever, and she was like completely wrapped up in this fame and and celebrity world that she she started to feel really vain. Mm. And so she like completely took a step back from that. And I was like, I think she, I think she could see herself or feel herself turning into an asshole Mm. and like actively was just like, this makes me feel like shit. And, and And maybe it's just like, she's just not cut out to like, ignore the rest of the world like so many other people can yes yes there's something about her that's so and i think this is true for like highly sensitive like we talk about highly sensitive people in general is that the world just feels a bit harder (laughs) for you like you people's people having dark motives or not great motives or these expectations or the role of money or the role of whatever all of these things I think she just feels all of the downsides really deeply and then feels all of the upsides really deeply where she then feels this genuine real obligation to all these people that Mm, rely on her for like self-esteem and self-worth and stuff. And I'm just like, that's a lot for one person to carry. And I thought it was really fascinating that she genuinely was like, yeah, I had a a literal psychotic breakdown, (laughs) like a literal psychotic breakdown and I'm still like damaged from it and X, Y, Z. And this is me like trying to get back to fame again i just kept thinking like just fucking pack it in babe like just live in your mansion and just like retire but early. i feel like that's what she was saying she was yeah. just like i don't i think she was saying because i was thinking that as well how so many of those disney kids transitioned from being movie stars into music and i was like mm. i wonder why that is or, or just or in tv to music but i guess it's because you're you've 
got complete control and you're writing your own thing and it's like your own creative process also how they're all good singers mm-hmm. they they were four like ariana grande was an actual child and they cast her in tv and then she happens to have a voice like celine dion it's yeah it's so crazy yeah but i feel like she feels like an obligation to continue because she thinks that i think she's obviously christian and i feel like she's mm. like that my purpose is to to I've been given this job for a reason, so I need to, like, use it to do good. And I think she knows that, like, we need to get onto that annoying Raquel girl <laughs> next, the next big topic. Was she getting a – yeah, let's talk about that. So, it, but how the Raquel girl was just, like or, – or Selena said – the Raquel girl said, you, we just had such a great time in Kenya doing all this charity work. And to be able to do that and have an influence to change the world, this is the part you have to play. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the doing the celebrity side. Yes. Which I think she kind of understands. That was some of my favorite parts. And I don't know if this is just because we're journalists. I was just thinking about those poor entertainment journalists that got like singled out in the documentary and wouldn't have known until it came out for being annoying and stupid. I know. But God, it just, it is so bad. What's your favorite color? I was like, how dare you get this fucking woman out here all dressed up and ask her what her fucking favorite color is or what she associates the word marshmallow with. I know. It's all so stupid. And then Selena Gomez had literally been in Kenya working in schools and then went flew to London to do press and yeah the the journalists were just like sat her down and were just like so what is your favorite color and, and <laughs> yeah and what do you like like what's your favorite food and she was just like this all seems she literally got in an elevator and was like this is all so stupid yes and I was like yes it's all so stupid or they'll be like what is a- your deepest darkest insecurity or something yeah. they'll just ask like one of those two things and then not listen to the answer like she said yeah. she, at one point she started crying because she was just like this woman was actually asking good questions mm-hmm. like what would you do if, if you weren't a singer or what what do you think mm. is your true calling and selena gomez was like i think charity work and then the woman was just like okay bye but then it's also like we know from being on that side that it, like she would have been the questions would have been pre-vetted mm-hmm. she would have been given five minutes total she would have been told to wrap up she would not have been like probably not have been able to be like to expand on that at all or she ask was probably yelled gomez. out by a publicist had to wait for two yeah. hours before she got in <laughs> she and probably was told couldn't to get ask the fuck one out more of here. question yeah. off yeah. it but selena gomez thinks she's just being or she was so petrified and scared yes. to like have a conversation with her because of the way like celebrity has been set up exactly it was quite a fun like quite a good examination of fame the that that whole thing of like a person is like a product and a person mm-hmm. and how like that intertwines i feel like that was that like crystallized it in that moment where that person was treating her like a vending machine that she was getting content out of and was like, great, got got what I need for the video, bye, Like, and just didn't even treat her like a human being. But then we're so scared to treat yes. celebrities as human beings. Because we've fed them as a product. Yeah, yeah, it's really odd. <laughs> yeah, it was even crazy. like, I haven't even talked about this, but even how a couple of weeks ago, well, I spoke about going to the MIA show, mm. but meeting her afterwards, and I was like really – nervous at first and at Mm. first I was just like I love your show I love your new album and she just literally was like she just kind of looked at me in this blank way and was like oh yeah thanks like just not taking it in at all yeah and then as we started talking and she was and I realized because she hates she hates celebrity and hates being a celebrity Mm -hmm. um and as we were talking about normal normal stuff and like rah 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 and bantering because she doesn't feel like a celebrity I realized that that's her front that she puts on because she doesn't you just don't know what like the transaction is going to be or what someone she like you would obviously assume someone was lying if they're just like I love that mm-hmm. or I love this mm-hmm. and you just put on like a blank face to mm-hmm. in response which is like how how people I don't know it's like this weird thing between celebrities and people and then once you like break that barrier and treat someone just as a human 
you can actually have connection, but you're like told not to do that. We were like scared to do scared to do that. Exactly. You think that they'll think you're an annoying fan. I know it's so it's you literally, I was, I think I wrote this in my notes. Like you could not pay me a million bazillion dollars to be famous at, at that level. Yeah. Like how everywhere she walks, she's literally like mobbed. People are scre- like screaming in her face. People are being like, I try to kill myself. I try to get like that, that everywhere yeah. she goes. I'm like, that is not okay for one person to have to like take, even just energetically, even mm-hmm. if you didn't meet any of these people, just taking on the cosmic energy of this many people putting like their hopes and dreams and validation and thing and everything on you is just, it's fucking nuts. And also filming, sorry, performing live in front of like 50,000 people in a room, all screaming and being crazy, singing, dancing on stage, and then an hour and a half per night of meet and greets afterwards of screaming, hysterical fans crying in front of you, like shaking, taking photos. The next one comes in, the next one comes in, the next one comes in. In Billie Eilish's one, she literally at one point was just like, there's too many fucking people, like kind of like Selena Gomez did. Like it's, it's similar. They're just like... Every pop star documentary is the same. It just shows them being like worked like crazy machines mm-hmm. and just being like, there are too many people taking, taking, taking from me. Yes. They're like milked. Yeah. <laughs> like a cow. She went through so much shit. Yes. <laughs> like lupus. lupus, kidney transplant, bipolar diagnosis. Yeah. And a literal mental breakdown. Justin Bieber. Why are we also <laughs> invested in her and Justin Bieber? Like, it's just. I know. It's just cute. They were just cute together. Okay. <laughs> but I'm like that, like it's, oh, yeah, too much for one girl. I just want to give this girl a hug. I know. Even I wish they'd kind of gone into more, I know they went into lupus, but they didn't really explain it in a way that, I don't know. I had to Google it afterwards to just mm-hmm. be like, how serious is this? What's the deal? There's no cure. Like, I don't know. I, I always get it confused with Lyme, <laughs> Lyme disease. Same. But um, yeah, she like lost her kidney because of it. It's like very seriously ill did Raquel give her the no, kidney? No, this is the drama. Okay, what's the tea? So this girl called Francia, I think, mm-hmm. who was her best friend, donated her kidney. And then she has, like, since basically until this documentary came out, no, or no one, in, unless you were, like, a really deep Selena stan, really noticed that she'd kind of disappeared. But in this mm. documentary, she doesn't feature at all, not once, other than when they show the newspaper clipping of them in the hospital beds. Mm. Um, and this Raquel girl is front and center. And she, I, don't, I felt like she was getting a villain edit. I felt like they like would cut to Selena Gomez like rolling her eyes at her and stuff. Yeah, I get bad vibes from Raquel, weirdly. Yeah, but I feel like you were meant to almost. Yeah, I was but then at the end of the entire thing, did you see how... The credits rolled and at right at the top, the first credit said special appearance, Raquel Stevens or whatever her name is. Special appearance. Special appearance. And then the rest was like production. Who is this girl? It's so random. She's like gearing for a spinoff. She's, so yeah, I don't know if you guys haven't seen it. She just goes everywhere with Selena. Like her, she's not her assistant. She's just like her friend, but she obviously, surely Selena must pay her to do this because she's. You wouldn't be able to work at the same time as being everywhere she is. Exactly. But then Raquel was like, <laughs> I don't know. Selena was really, really, really tired and was like falling asleep in the makeup chair. And Raquel was getting all grumpy at her. And I was like, stop eating her fucking food and like sitting at her table in her fancy hotel room and giving her shit for being tired. I know. And she just said, yeah, yeah. I was just like, I'm so confused by all of these, like, what's up with Raquel? Mm. I just couldn't figure it out. I know. There's like... Before you got here, I just had gone on TikTok to start looking at 
things people have made about the documentary, but I didn't get a chance to like watch many. But basically, the main topics are like Raquel and the missing kidney girl. Because I would feel if I was her really good friend, I would feel like pissed off at my depiction in that documentary. Even if it was like true to life to a certain extent, I'd just be like, I just feel like I come across like a freeloading a, a freeloading hanger on who's just mean to you sometimes like i don't yeah <laughs> feel like it's fair i liked that she kept in her being bratty and tired and like not always being in a good mood and stuff and was just yeah i like that she didn't talk about justin at all same other than showing the paparazzi screaming his name and obviously clearly nothing on the weekend why was that even rumored i was just like of course like why would she bother talking about the weekend in a documentary was that rumored yeah it was like she's gonna talk about the weekend and her relationship with the weekend and all this stuff and i was like why would she no way no yeah and i love i genuinely unironically love that stupid song lose you to love me do you know grace not joking I agree. This is, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I cried when it came out when I saw the music video. I, I she, kind she of, does things to me, that girl. Selena. Just like stuff like that. Cause she's so she's so like earnest. I I like honestly before this was like I don't think I could name a single song by her. Like she's not a pop star whose songs you're I th- I don't think she's like you're aware of her songs in that like J Lo E Taylor Swifty way. Mm. No, but, I mean, because she's not that good. Yeah, that she's just like a kind of manufactured pop star to a certain extent. Where yeah. It just made her one because and she's also, pretty popular. And also, I know this is mean to say, but I was thinking about how she said at some point, maybe in some press surrounding the documentary or whatever, that Taylor Swift was her only friend, a real friend in the industry. And my first thought was like, because you're just not a threat to her. That was what I thought. I was just like, I don't think Taylor Swift would have been as nice for as long or like stuck by Selena's side if she wasn't a little bit of her sidekick vibe. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, that Lose You to Love Me song. I know. And she said she wrote it in 45 minutes. I like hadn't, I wasn't really across that from when it came out. Obviously, like I've heard it before. But then when she was singing it, I was like, oh, this is a gorgeous little tune and that yeah. that song that's like who says you're not perfect <laughs> i'm not I'm so bad i was like well, i've heard this in like a hundred ads and i didn't know this was her like big famous song and it's so it's so silly but it's really cute how she went through her whole like psychotic break and kidney transplant and stuff and then came out the other side with lose you to love me which is like her most genuine and best mm-hmm. and most like appreciated and biggest song to date which i think is just such a nice yeah thing even though obviously the fact that it was about justin bieber probably had a bit to do with the public's response but i'm also just like yeah but i'm also just like it's your life you're writing about your experiences she just handles everything very like gracefully and like i don't know kind of elegantly i just really I, i get good vibes from her i like her same and i really love how she talked about how she wanted to actually do something to help mental health. And then she started the Rare Foundation and she fully met with the president about introducing mental health classes to schools. Congrats to the Hun. Even that with her, like, mate, I love that she didn't put that in the documentary because everyone else would. There's all these celebrity beauty brands and hers is, like, genuinely so, so popular, like, completely objectively from her, so popular and has raised all this money for mental health they know really she's cute. special she's a special, a special girl. girl this episode is de- is dedicated to rod and selena gomez <laughs> Aww. 
Okay. Bye. <laughs> We're off to get pasta now. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.